Welcome back to another episode of the Tip of the Cap podcast. I am here with Jericho Weitzel. Did I get that right? Yep. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> yeah. I uh, we, just, we just got done talking about people mispronouncing names I've suffered with my whole life. So, um, Jay, tell us about yourself. You know, where, where are you from? Where you been? What, what do you do? Yeah, I'm originally from uh, Salamanca. I uh, was born there and lived there for a while. We moved around quite a bit. Um, lived and spent time in Florida and Pennsylvania. Um, back to Florida and then ended up graduating high school in Pennsylvania. Um, right now I run the Northeast Twins, which is a travel baseball organization based out of Olean, kind of loosely. That's where we practice and stuff. But we get kids from all over the you know the southern tier of, of western New York and a lot of kids from northwestern Pennsylvania. Um, spread out over a pretty big area. So right now we do that. This is our like our sixth year with a team um but this will this next summer will be our fourth year of having like multiple teams at first we started just having you know a 17 year old team and then it kind of expanded from there awesome and uh what are the what are some of the big uh you guys do big tournaments stuff like that where where do you guys go what do you guys yeah um we try to keep it um somewhat regional um we try to hit up different areas where we're playing different competition, we're not playing the same team every weekend. Um, but also, we're not traveling all over you know the country and all over the East Coast. Um, we'll do, you know, Pittsburgh, Central Pennsylvania, Rochester, you know, the Buffalo area, stuff, stuff and everything in between there. Um, trying to get um, our kids seen um, by a lot of different college coaches. Um, now, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for six years. We've had you know seventy four kids make college commitments, and I think one of them has been to a school outside of. Pennsylvania or New York, right? You know, it's not that the kids didn't have offers from other schools. We've had kids had offers from Maine, New Orleans, Campbell, stuff like that, but they usually decide to go somewhere close to home. So, or, um, early on, we were, we would go play in Virginia or go play in North Carolina. We did a perfect game down in Atlanta. And it's like, why are we doing this and traveling and spending this money when? our kids are going to go close to home. So now we right. focus more on trying to get them seen and sometimes multiple times by the local schools that are going to be the ones that are rec- recruiting them and going to be the ones that they're looking to go to. So spend a lot of time somewhat in this area. Right. And that's, that's one of the big things, you know, it's playing at one of the big schools, a power, you know, a power school and, you know, NCAA division one is, would be awesome is we, we just don't get seen up here. And, you know, when you're, when you're battling a, six foot five freshman throwing 92 from texas it's tough right but, uh, yeah and we uh we try to try to have a, a a challenging schedule to the point where you know i i don't i don't mind losing um but if we're getting beat 20 to nothing we're, we're probably in over <laughs> our heads right you know and i don't want to play somebody that we're beating 20 to nothing and we, we we want our kids to get better so try to you know we try to we, we think that we're a you know, pretty good team and our results over the years have showed that so we try to, you know, play the the good teams around, you know, the the full circuits, the diamond pros out of Rochester, you know, stuff like that, where we're really pushing ourselves against good competition and getting good games in, so our kids get better. Right. Now, before we started uh, recording here, we were you were we were talking a little bit, and you said, uh, you know, you actually mentioned that you would watch uh, my guys play at Orchard Park this year when you were doing some scouting for PBR. How how involved are you with PBR? What you know, what what do you got going on with that? Right when. Uh, I originally um, was living in in uh, Olean. Um, this was back in 2014. Uh, Dan Savit, the guy who owns the rights to PBR New York, he started um, that Dan, year. Dan's a great guy. I mean, yes. can go back and forth on Twitter all the time. Yeah, he's, he's I've a, actually tried to set up getting him on the show too. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's a very good guy. Um, I've actually known him forever. Um, 
uh, where he's from in Oakland, Pennsylvania, there's a big fast pitch softball tournament there um, every year. And uh, my dad and uncle were big and in playing into fast pitch. So we've known the Savits for a long time. So I've known him. So when he started that, I originally was helping him with Western New York um, that first summer. Uh, I think we did three events over here and went really well and everything. And I was planning on doing it longer. Then I got a job coaching in uh, junior college down in Panama City, Florida. I was there for a couple years. Um, we started a family. It just got a little hard with the college coaching, so we came back home to do the travel ball stuff. And now I've kind of slowly got more involved, back involved with the PBR. Um, so right now what I do is I, I work a lot of the events um, that they have during the summer. Um, and I, in the spring, I was out scouting games, high school games, trying to find good matchups, trying to get the kids you know, out there, get videos of them, you know, do a little scouting report, get them out there. Um, and then the same thing I did this, you know, this summer at the events, you know, I do a lot of the social media stuff where right. I'm recording the kids and throwing my two cents of, of kind of the scouting, their, their tools and stuff on there. And, you know, it's, it's nice because now there's not always a ton of college coaches at the events, but the platform of how many college coaches follow, you know, the PBR New York. Right. Twitter or their stuff on the, their profiles on the website. It's huge. So it reaches a lot of people. Right. Now uh, you seem to be very, very well traveled in the game. You know, that just that little, you know, we're five minutes in and I'm pretty sure you've told me you've played and or coached in nine different places. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, o over that time, how much is the, how much is the scope of the game, especially around here changed that you've seen? Oh, or, I, how, or how is it different around here from what you've seen in Florida and other places? Right, yeah. Um, it, it's it's definitely changed, you know, even since, I, I mean, I'm 30 now. When I was in high school, everything in as far as in Pennsylvania was just high school ball and legion ball. You know, travel right. ball wasn't really a big thing yet. Um, now, it seems like, because I've spent a lot of time in Florida, they're a little bit ahead, <laughs> you know, right. like travel wall was bigger there before it was up here. You know, it's kind of a little bit behind, but not that anything about the talent level or anything like that, just like the times of, you know, the, the travel teams going to tournaments and stuff. It seemed like it all started down there. and It's kind of worked its way up. Right. Um, but that has definitely changed big time. Um, I know a lot of the recruiting has shifted to, it went from Legion and high school ball to travel ball. Now it's huge in the showcases. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they, they know they, the college coaches know they can go, to a showcase and see 60 kids that are probably pretty good, you know, right. instead of going to a tournament and finding a couple games and seeing two or three kids that are pretty good, you know, right. so whatever they can make the, the most use out of their time, what they're usually going to go to. So it seems like that's kind of how it shifted um, recently. Cool. And, you know, I think especially a thing like PBR has played a huge role in that. Um, you know, I, I wish something like that was around, when I was growing up playing around here, right? Yeah, you know, I, I went to actually the other day. I just found it when I was cleaning out my office a little bit. Uh, I just found like my blue chip prospects camp that I went to. Yeah, it was like a one day one day showcase. You mm -hmm. ran a sixty, you yeah. know, took some ground balls at your spot and took some BP, and they you know they ranked you like oh the Yankees give you are your, here, uh, the Blue Jays are here. Yeah, they give you your evaluation form, yeah, like your scouting report and stuff. Yeah. You know, and I, I ended up getting invited to a couple a couple college camps from it, but. You know, not nothing like it is these days. Where, right. You know, yeah. There's there's yeah. an event. You know, every other weekend, and you know whether it's a showcase or you know, I mean, a scouted I, tournament. A, a scouted or, tournament. Yeah. I mean, I, I've even you know they're I know they're uh, putting out like a coaches convention this year yep. again. You know, and they they've just grown so so fast, and it's you know, I, and I and I think part of it is they do a good job. Um, yeah. When I know when I was coaching in college and recruiting kids, what I've really found with PBR, if it says the kid 
threw 86, the kid threw 86. If it says the kid was a you know a six eight runner and he was a six eight runner, there was no fluff, there's no right. embellishing you know to help the kids. It was truthful and it was honest. And I know Dan. Um, specifically he he really cares and tries to help kids you know he he's trying to make sure they get the the best value um, when they go to the event and then he tries you know helping the kids get the places um a couple of the, the other full-time guys jared and anthony they also are very big in you know communicating with the college coaches and of what they see and what kids were at what events and stuff so they really it Yes, it's they make money off it. It's their business, but right. they do care about the kids, and they, it's not just a, all right. We'll take five hundred bucks from anybody that wants to come, and you know, and and just make their money and get them in and out. They're you know they're they're not numbers. They're actual kids to them. Right, and that's I, that's a huge one too. You know, I think so. Some of the sometimes those things, you know, events like that can get a bad rap, and I do know that there are people who feel that way. You know, about wasting the money, going to all these things, stuff like that, and like. You know, it's one of those things, especially now, you know, if you follow any of the, the back and forth banter with some of the coaches on social media and stuff, you know, it, so, some of these coaches are out there going, I don't care. It's on the kid. Like he's playing summer ball for him, but it's on the kid to get recruited. What what, what do you want me to do? Right. Well, yeah. Why, why is he playing for you? Like, <laughs> exactly. Especially yeah. at that age, you know, especially if you brand your team a showcase team. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's, you know, when, when we're doing, I tell all of our, our parents and stuff when the kids come, everything is about development that's our number one goal is develop you help you become a better baseball player and then the summer between your junior and senior year for 99.9 percent of kids that's when the recruiting process happens Mm -hmm. so that's when we focus the most on now we're still developing but we are focusing on the recruiting aspect of it right now every once in a while you'll have a a really good player and the recruiting process might happen a year before you know when between their sophomore and junior year right um but for the most part for most kids it's the summer between their junior and senior year and even then it it goes into the fall and into their spring season you know it's some of it's got accelerated really fast and i go back to talking about like like down south like a if you're a really good player, you know, in Florida or something, yeah, you're probably getting recruited as a freshman or sophomore. Right. Um, up here, it's most of the kids, it's junior, senior year, you're, you're starting right. to get recruited. I know, you know, parents will see something where a kid's getting recruited and they, they want that for their kid. They want the best for their kid. And they, but it, for, like I said, for 99.9% of kids, that's that's happening when you're the 17U team or the showcase team. Right. And we try to do our best. Like I said, we try to hit those areas where there's a lot of college coaches that can come see us play, um, try to make contact with the coaches, say, hey, you know, I got so-and-so is pitching on this 8 a.m. game Saturday. He's, right. he's he's 82 to 84, you know, so they I don't know what they're going to see. Then um, you got to be credible with that. You can't say a kid's going to throw 84, 86, and you, the coach shows up. And, and 79 to 81. Yeah, and why, you lose why all, did I waste my time? You lose all your credibility with Absolutely. the coaches and stuff, so – um, that's one thing we, we are, are very honest about our kids. And, um, you know, I tell our kids, I'm planning on doing this for another 30 years. I'm not going to lose my credibility now with, with, with these college coaches. So, you know, that, that's something I'm, I'm looking at too, right? Like I said, I've, you know, had a lot of, co- a lot of conversations with a lot of college coaches, especially the local guys recently, and hopefully I have a couple more coming up here in the next day or so. But, you know, that, that's one of the big things is a, you know, uh, I believe it was, uh, coach grow from RIT told yep. me, he goes, I don't want to be lied to. Like, if you got a guy for me, tell me. But yeah. if I, if you tell me he's throwing eighty six and he's really giving it everything he's got and he's not touching eighty two, we have a problem. Right. I'm going to really question the next time you tell me you got a guy. And it's, you know, it's one of, the, it's definitely one of those things you don't want to, you definitely don't want to be overzealous. I know we all, as coaches, we all want to see our guys go places. It's always really cool to be like, you know, I, I'm, I'm living the dream right now, retweeting everything LG Castillo's doing, right. yep. you know, did in, uh, in single A ball this year and everything. That's all well and good, but I mean. You know, 
we don't really benefit from lying to guys to get kids to go places that don't belong either. So. Right. Yeah. Like our uh, our first game this year, I um, we had a, a pitcher uh, writing a pitcher from Pennsylvania, Howie Stuckey. I you know Texas college coach. Hey, he'll be low to mid eighties, and you know he's a pretty good pitcher. And he's a good shortstop and stuff. And we had you know Niagara was there, Bonas was there, Canisius was there, End Trip, St. John's Fisher. They're all there now. If that kid comes out and he throws seventy six. Now I can't get them to come to my, you know, right. come come see the next wave of kids. So I'm punishing them. So yeah. you know, he shows up and he does really well, and he ends up in the summer. He ends up up in the the mid to upper 80s, you know. So it, it shows that hey, this guy knows what he's talking about, and it helps my kids in the future too. So. Absolutely. Now, how how hands on are you with your kids' recruitment process? Are are you one of these guys who, if they come to you, you help, or is part of playing for you the fact that you kind of take a heavy role in that? Right. So. What I tell the kids, like, you know, it's my job to get you seen. That's my job. It's your job to get yourself recruited. Now, yes, I do help in the recruitment. I do speak to college coaches to get them there. Hey, when when they're there, you got to perform. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're trying to show out. You know, it's I can't play for you. I right. can get the guys there. Now, I still talk to other guys after and, and keep communicating, and I, I keep working and sending names, you know, talking to guys like – Part of what's nice about working for PBR is a couple of weeks ago we're at an event and there's coaches there that I've never met before. Right. I meet them. I talk to them. Here, here's this kid. Here's you know. And then they make contact with the kid. So yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to work, and we've always had a, a pretty good success rate of if a kid's a good kid and he, he has you know he's got grades and he wants to play some, we'll keep working and help him find a place to play. Right. Um, that's not always louisville or vanderbilt you know or you know or they you know or something but we work and we have we help them find a place to play it's not we don't just forget about them and say hey you you got to do it on your own now sometimes they do stuff on their own that that helps them and they get recruited a, a camp or a showcase or whatever um but we do try to work really hard at, at helping those kids um get committed because that's the whole goal of what why we're doing this is to help them play college baseball right you know i think that uh I definitely think that that gets lost sometimes is, you know, you know, I, I think there are a lot of egos or especially around this area and it's not nearly as bad as it was like, but when I was growing up, right. Um, you know, when you had to know somebody to even have to even get a tryout somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but I, I, there's, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of ego involved. And I think a lot of times that gets lost in translation and that, you know, at, no matter where you're coaching, like I'm a high school coach the end of the day if we don't win i'm going to be out of a job yep but at the same time it's about the kids you right know, I'm, I'm not going to sacrifice a kid for a win right I, and, I, and then, I, I i could never do it i don't know yeah and i and we try really hard to you know protect arms protect our kids we you know the stooky kid we were playing in the new era tournament um he had to pitch the quarterfinal game we had a kid pitching and we got in a little trouble in the seventh i was trying to save him for if we won to pitch in the semifinals and i had to bring him in and throw he threw like eight pitches he threw got out of base loaded nobody out he got out of it right through eight pitches so we go to the semifinals all the kids are, isn't how he pitched and i said no guys he's not he pitched you know yeah. i gotta go you know zach's pitching you know or whatever yeah. it's you know i'm i'm not gonna trade a kid's arm you know for a win at a tournament you Absolutely. know and my number one goal, I, I promise, I'll tell anybody, no one likes winning more than I do. Um, there might be some people that like it as much. No one I'm, likes I'm, it more. I, I, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm up there with you. <laughs> right, man. exactly. I, you know, I, I believe, you know, <laughs> but no one likes it more. But my my job is to develop kids and help them get better. And I try to make sure I never lose sight of putting the winning. Yeah, winning's it's nice. Everyone likes to win. It's more fun when you're winning. Um, 
but we I try to really focus on making sure the kids develop and we're taking care of their arms, their bodies, all that stuff right. before we're worried about winning. You know, one of one of the best things I ever heard as a coach, and it was it, I was fortunate enough to hear it very, very young in my coaching career. Having you know, I started coaching at nineteen, right? You know, and I, I, I think there should be more of that. To be honest with you, I think starting young is a good thing. You know, I I couldn't imagine starting out like right now as a coach, right, and having to relearn things as opposed to growing as a coach over that time. But yeah, one of the things I was fortunate enough to hear early in my career was if you play the game the right way, winning is a byproduct. Yep. You know, winning is a byproduct of teams that play the game correctly. You know, you're 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 taking you know you can put in all the plays and all the trickery and all yeah. the you know all debatable gimmicks. Yeah. G- gimmicks and shifts and bush league stuff but like if you, if you can't feel the ground ball being in the right position doesn't matter right you know if you if you can't if you can't feel the ball that's hit at you it doesn't matter if you're standing right where the ball's hit yeah you know and that's yeah I, it's it's about you know if you do your job if 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 you're up there having a good at bat you're gonna help the team win <laughs> you know if you're you know if you're out there you like you said you, you catch the ground ball or you're throwing strikes you're helping the team win you work on you getting better now yeah. you threw 60 percent strikes your last start now you throw 65 you're getting better and you're helping the team win you know Absolutely. like you said that that winning stuff it'll take care of itself if you got you know kids that are working hard and getting better and playing the game the right way that that the winning will take care of itself yeah I mean, one of the things at the high school that i grow with my guys defensively is no free 90s yep you know if, if we and they're going to happen you're going to walk somebody someone's going to get hit by a pitch yeah you know, someone's going to make an error. It's going to happen. Yeah. But when we do it, the the, the rule on our team, you know, I joke around with my guys, you know, I've only got one rule. After a walk, get an out. Yeah. No, guys, I only have one rule. After an <laughs> error, get an out. Right. So, guys, I only have one rule. On any bunt play, we need to get an out. Yeah. Because That's if you're worst in, case scenario on a right, bunt. <laughs> you get right. an out, right? You know? you know, and it's because you look at it and you say, okay, you know, I walked a guy and now I get the next batter out. Mm. Well, he, now there's, he's got, one out and he's on second base. Yeah. Best case or worst case scenario for us. Yeah. You know, then next one, he gets another 90, but we get another out. Yeah. And guess what? Now they need to earn a 90 to score him. Yep. And we're going to win a lot of ball games that way. And we have. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that's part of, if going circling back a little bit, part of what's starting to get lost a little bit with this showcase recruiting, <laughs> everything's kind of about me. Right. Once in a while, you know, that, that doesn't, it gets lost a little bit. You know, a guy gets on base. He's at first. All right. The catcher balls in the dirt. He doesn't block. He's trying to pick it because he doesn't want to get hurt. Right. Well, now the guy goes to second. Well, now the ground ball to the second baseman that could have at least got the force out at second or maybe been a double play. Now he's at third with one out. And the fly ball. All kinds one of stuff scores that guy. You, you know, and it's, I think there, there should be a little bit more to playing the game to win because that's part of developing as a player. Yeah. I gotta teach you how to win baseball games. That's part of being a successful baseball player is knowing you know important details like that of how to win. Yeah. Um so I think there is something to be said for that. That's part of the development process. Now selling out and just I'm not gonna have guys bunting twenty four seven or you know, or something <laughs> just to, to get a couple runs so we can win a game. You know, I need right. them to get better at hitting, you know, and stuff like that. But there is something to be said about developing a kid about knowing how to win a baseball game or helping his team win a baseball game. I think a lot of it has to do with understanding the game too, and you know, and unfortunately, this is something I see even as an adult playing hardball. Yeah, you know, guys come up in situations and don't know, right? Or you know, either don't know or aren't willing to. And I, I'm really hoping it's more that they're not willing to and that they're selfish <laughs> than it is that they don't know, especially with some of the guys that I've seen in the positions. But like, there, there was a you know, I had a situation this summer. We had two guys on base and. 
no outs in a championship game, and we're chasing a run. Right. And the guy swings through the ball and hits a lazy line drive instead of laying it down and pushing two guys into scoring position. Yeah. Nobody told me. Uh, dude, you're a grown man. Nobody should have to tell you that. Right, like, yeah. And at some level, that goes back to what are we teaching you when we're 10, 12, 14, a high school, sophomore, junior, senior. Right. You know, you shouldn't have to, like, you know, I, I love when I get kids that walk up to me in a game and say, like, Coach, somebody gets on like their their third baseman's playing me on the on the outfield grass. I'm laying one down. <laughs> yeah, dude, go ahead. Yeah, like exactly. absolutely. Yep. Think yep. about the game. Like be be in it with me. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I I sit and watch a baseball game or you know coach a baseball game. It's like a chess match out there. It's you know moving pieces and you know because that's you know especially in the high school realm that's my job. Right. You yeah. know, especially as a guy calling pitches and you know to have a kid that's in there with me. Like yeah yeah let's do this. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I I tell our kids a lot too. Like hey guys should, you know. You feel like you're at second, and you can get a, you got his looks down, and you can get a good jump. Yeah, steal third. You know, yeah. that's, I want you guys to have that instinct and that feel for the game of absolutely of knowing what's going on. Now, we try to teach them to think a little bit of, hey, it's two outs. There's a left-handed hitter up. Catcher has an easy throwing lane. I probably shouldn't steal third right now. Right. You know, but hey, there's one out right-handed hitter. They threw a first pitch fastball. He lined it foul on the third baseline. They're probably going to come back with a curveball. You know, if, if being in that part of the game, that's awesome to see. You know, the kids that are, that are in that, and it's fun to coach those kids. Absolutely. And, you know, when when they come along and and they can do that stuff on their own, and they can anticipate when I'm going to put it on, you know, or something like yeah. that. It, it helps a lot. You know, and that's something that I think we've seen at the high school levels. There's not a lot of that thought process or anticipation to it anymore. Yeah. You know, a lot of kids are just. Being programmed. Yep. You know, you get on first base, you, t- you know, two and a half steps and sit and be <laughs> on the balls of your feet and then, you know, make sure that you're doing this when you take off. And like, right. no, nah, man, I, I want you like looking like, hey, is this guy slow to the plate? Like, can I, yeah. like, have I seen his move yet? Is, yeah. Does he have a trash move? Can I get another step exactly. and a half and, br- you know, yeah. and, and make that double play a lot harder than it should be? Like, yep. you know, stuff like, I, I want guys like that. And unfortunately, it seems like there's less of that. And I don't know if it's because of, you know, just the robotic training at times, or if it, you know, if it's become so numerical and analytical these days yeah. that like that, a lot of that stuff is being lost. But you know, I, I, I do, I, I want guys that, that are thinking through it and, you know, even a step ahead of me, yeah. you know, if you, if you can be a step ahead of me as a player, you make me raise my game. And, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Guess what? It's going to make you better in the end. Cause now I want you to step ahead of me again. Yeah. So yeah, we got, we got the kids that, you know, They'll do something then. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, didn't you say that? I'm like, yeah, I guess I did say that. You know, back in <laughs> back in December in the gym, you know, we had something that you know. So it's but it is nice that they're paying attention. They're yeah. in the, involved in the game, and we tell our kids like kind of what you're talking about. Hey, you're a leadoff guy, and you get a base hit. Yeah, maybe you don't know if he's got a really good move or you know something. But if you're hitting ninth, and there's three guys that have been on base in front of you, and you you should know that by the time you get on, you know. Right. But I think a lot of times is they're not really locked into the game, and they're not you know fully paying attention of of trying to learn what's going on and they learn that over time you know yeah. they do um but if we can accelerate that a little bit to get that to the high school level instead of waiting until they're in college and then from the high school level you know kind of drop down each age group <laughs> then it, it makes the game better because everybody's involved in it yeah you know it's i i, I saw it it was an, an interesting learning experience it was, it was interesting for me to see uh two years ago i took a group of guys from that had just graduated from high, from lancaster to an 18 and up wood bat tournament in Cooperstown with me and a bunch of guys that I play with in the summer. So they got to see, you know, uh, the guy that played shortstop for us played in ja- uh, the university of Jacksonville's, you know, the, um, couple, couple SUNY Fredonia guys, you know, an Alfred state guy, like, you know, we, we have, you know, 
a lot of us have college experience right. and have been around the game a long time and have all played together for a really long time. So we all know each other really well. And, you know, these five kids were like the young guns coming in and they're all really talented. Those, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, two, two kids are at Brockport right now. Two kids are at NU right now. And one of them was, he went to West Virginia Wesley and I believe he came back home and is at Hilbert now. Yeah. Um, you know, but, that's Alec. Yeah. Yep. Very, very talented players. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're sitting there and they're watching us grown men. Like, you know, there's three of us huddled up next to each other behind the guy that's on deck and we're talking like, what's this guy throwing? Right. You know, yeah. Hey, Hey, do you see that when he throws his curveball, he ducks his elbow, but you know, when he, when he grips it, he turns his arm in and stuff like that. And they're like, you guys do that? Like, yeah, dude, <laughs> how do you like, I, I want to get every advantage on this dude. He's throwing 89 right now. Right, like yeah. I want every advantage I can, yep. you know, I'm, I haven't hit 89 in a couple of years, man. It's I'm getting, I'm getting up there. I need, I need all the advantage I can get. And all right, of a sudden, like, yeah. you know, one of them comes up, rips a double down the line. They get back and they're like, I saw him tip his elbow. Like, That's so cool. And it's like, dude, hot, like, welcome to being a grown man playing grown man ball. And right. Like, you know, welcome to growing up in the game. It's not just plug and play. I'm physically better than you. Because that dude right. had some good stuff, you yeah. know. And, and this it, was something I learned, you know, my high school football coach when I was living in Jacksonville. Yeah, it's nice to you go up and you're just stronger than the guy and you push him out of the way and the running back runs. Absolutely nothing wrong with beating someone with your mind either. Guy, guy, <laughs> you know, guy after my own heart must've been a line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there's, there's nothing wrong with, with, all right, Hey, we're going to motion this. So the safety comes down and then we're throwing, you know, or something, yeah. whatever it is, there's nothing wrong with being smarter. You know, we're, we're using your mind to, Absolutely. To, to win a game, you know? So to be locked in, to pick up on little things, to give yourself an advantage, you know, there's that, that shows you're dedicated, you're into the game. Um, to me, it's hard for me. It's, Hey, why are we, if, if I'm doing this, I'm doing this to, to be the best I can at it. I'm not doing this to, to go through it, you know, to go through the motions and just, yeah, when it's my at bat, I go up there and hit, no, I'm, right. I'm locked in. I'm, I'm ready to go for a full, you know, that's another thing I talked to our kids about guys, we'll play seven and eight games. There's two hour time limit. We're not here right. all day. You know, give me two hours, go yeah. get something to eat for lunch. We'll come back. We'll do another one. And, on to the next day. You know, it's not like a, an all-day thing where you got to concentrate. So give me your best effort and focus and be locked in for those two hours. Yeah. You know, it's especially at the high school ranks, we see that a lot. You know, the guys are, you know, especially, I mean, we had a deeper bench this year than, you know, it's, it's the second deepest bench we've ever had right. with, without intentionally taking extra players like we did a couple years back. But, you know, we just had a couple JV call-ups, and I mean, we were deep. We were, like, 19, and usually we're, like, 16 or 18. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were put – at one point, I think, we had, like, 20, 21 guys on the bench total. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you're, like, you're sitting there, and you're over here, like, oh, you're going to Moe's, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you yeah. did you hear what so-and-so yeah. said to so-and-so about that cheerleader? And yeah. it's like, guys, we're in a one-run one ball game here. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and then you got a kid, you know, need a, need a pinch runner. You know, you're – you know, one of your slower guys comes up, leads off with a single, and – you know, all of a sudden, you know, you need a you know need a pinch runner. You're screaming for somebody on the bench, and all of a sudden, the kid's like, "What? Yeah, me? Yeah, no idea. What am I doing? Yeah. Like, dude, like if I was that bench guy, I'm sitting there like I got like I know where my bat is, I know where my helmet is, I know where my glove is because yeah. I want I want my name to be called. Yep. You know, cause absolutely, especially yep. in a short season like high school, man. You, you know, you do one thing really, really well one time, you're gonna get another shot right away. Yeah, because we got to find the guys that are gonna play into, you know, hopefully the end of May and early June. And, right. But you know we we see a lot of the whole. Oh, where, where are we going for food after the game? Oh, where you know what's? Well, my girlfriend mad at me today. Like, dude, this is your, this should be your escape from that. Right. Yeah. You know, this, deal, deal with your girlfriend being mad at you. 
when you're raking the field later. Right. Like, yeah. like, oh, she's gonna be mad at me if I don't call her. Soon. I better rake. I better rake a little faster. <laughs> like, worry about it then. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, we talk to our kids. You know, they, they want it sometimes they like to get a little too amped up in the dugout and, and screwing around <laughs> a little bit. And it's like, guys, come on, focus on the game. To me, it's, time and a place. It's for fun it, for when sure. you're winning. Yeah. yeah. After we win the game, and oh, everybody's all right, we're all gonna go to Marty Taco, yeah. hang out there, and tell jokes. And then when we're on that field, though, we gotta be locked in. You yeah. know, like. You know, I run the I run our organization. My dad housed me. He was a 17 year scout with the Minnesota Twins, and he he was very intense when he likes to screw around. Yeah. But when it's the right time, you know, after the game or hey, we we played really hard for the first five innings. Now we're up 12 nothing. Now we can kind of loosen it up a little bit, you know. But we'll be in a a, a one one game and. We can't be joking around or worried about what we're eating after the game, you know. Right. And stuff. We got to be locked in for for that, you know, for that time and and really focus on what's going on. Um, and I think that's is uh, an issue that I think a lot of people <laughs> would like to see addressed is the kids really being focused and locked into the game. Yeah, you know, if I, I actually had to make a rule this past year that if I heard the word Fortnite during a game or practice, <laughs> that we were going to very quickly turn into a track team, right? Yeah, because I, you know, I go. Hey, how'd your how'd your bullpen go yesterday? Well, I didn't throw one. Why not? Well, I left early, and you know we we're sitting around playing Fortnite. Like, why you look so tired? We were up to like four a.m. Yeah, like, dude, yeah. <laughs> you're wondering why you're not throwing well this year. Yeah, <laughs> how many times you do that this right, you know, this time yeah. around? But you know that's uh, and us on the other side. It's you know, hey, your mom mom and dad spent. 250 on hotel rooms they drove all the way down here they took off work on friday and this is the effort you're giving you know you're you're not paying attention or you're Mm -hmm. worried about what's going on in the hotel after and stuff like that so yeah i think um that's a big thing that if you know kids if you're locked in you're focused you know not only do you learn stuff but you're just you're you're better mentally when you get up there for your at bat you know just being in the game and everything so yeah i I think you learn more just by watching the game, sometimes you do them by actually being out there and playing it. And, right. You know, me, meaning you know when you're when you're the guy on second base and you're the tying run. You know, you're not you're not looking to learn something right there. You're you're looking to get a jump and score on a base hit. Right. You know, you're not you're not trying to like you know expand your brain there. You're, you're focused. But when <laughs> Analyze you're, it. Yeah. When you're when you're the guy on deck and you're sitting there going like, hey man, this guy's in a rhythm. Like he's going one look and go, one look and go, one look and go. When like, I get the second, and, you know, if I if I'm in that position, yeah. I know I can extend a little bit. As soon as he looks back home, I can start you know getting a good secondary, maybe even get a good jump jump of him. A fast guy. Exactly. Yep. True story. Not a fast guy. Not a base dealer. <laughs> Was always really smart on the base path though, because I kind of had to be. Yeah. Uh, being but, uh, fast is not a requirement to be a good base runner. No. I tell our kids no. all the time. Yeah, it helps. But there's absolutely no reason you can't be a good base runner with, without being fast. I have seen some of some of the fastest guys, and this goes for high school and when I coached here at New Era. Um, some of the fastest guys I oh, ever coached, horrible at stealing bases. Yep. Got picked off regularly, yeah. you know, and just was one of those guys that you're like, well, we better better put something on because yeah. you know better bunt them over because stealing ain't an option. Yeah, and some of the guys that were maybe not the fastest guy out there that are. You know, middle to later in the pack, and you know when you're running sprints and stuff in practice all winter, all of a sudden is leading your team and you know and stealing bases. Because yeah. guess what? When you're when you're doing those drills about reading a you know reading ball a guy or, or something. you know reading yeah. a ball in dirt or you know reading a pitcher's move or reading a pitcher when he goes to the plate and just always, excuse me, always being there and picking up on it. Yeah, you know he's that guy that. When he's on first base, it's easy. It's second nature. It's a pop-up book to him. It's not, yep. you know, you're you're not reading the doctoral dissertation of base dealing. You're reading a pop-up book where it's like, hmm, there it is. Yeah. You know, so it's, I, I love that stuff. I, I love seeing kids that are into it like that. And, you know, those guys that are, 
that are hustling all the time to learn more and be better. And some of the best players I've ever coached that have gone on to the highest levels have been those guys. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, it comes back to your, your hard work and your preparation, you know, in the off season or during the season between games, you know, all that does, all that stuff does is set you up to, <laughs> to try to be successful, you know, and it doesn't guarantee success, but the more you're into it, the more you put into it, it seems like the more you get out of it. Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> yeah. It's right. Very, very strange so I, concept these days. I tell our kids, you know, hard work isn't undefeated, but it's got a winning record. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good recipe for, you know, if you're, if you're putting a time in, it seems like it usually favors you. And yeah. It doesn't always, you know, it doesn't guarantee you anything, it, it, but it maximizes what you can do. And that's what you should be looking to do. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you're, you're not going to be Mike Trout, no matter how hard you work, no matter how much time you put in, you're not going to be Mike Trout, but maximize who you are, maximize, be the best player that you could possibly be. And right. then there from there then you know what you have there's no oh if i would have hit a little bit more taken a few more ground balls maybe i could have been a little better you don't have to worry about that right um so and this is something i've asked quite a few of my guests um you know me and me and paul trivi touched on it inadvertently uh when i spoke to austin we talked about it a little bit uh me and me and charlie covered 40 minutes of it last (laughs) week um kids in the weight room for baseball Right. Where, where's your head at with it? What are it's your a, thoughts? What do you? It's a part of it, you know, and it's a big part of it. Um, is that the only part? Is that the most important part? I don't think so. Um, yeah, if you know, if if you get stronger, you can hit the ball harder. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you get <laughs> if you get you know more quick twitch, more explosive, are you going to throw harder? Yeah, probably. Um, but having it's uh, baseball is a skill game, right? So, being improving those skills lets you maximize, you know. Hey, if I, you know, say I, I have a really good arm, but I throw sidearm, I'm probably not going to throw as hard as I could, you know, three quarters, you know, or, or whatever it is, or, you know, I'm, I, I'm really strong. I could, I got good bat speed, but I never get set up on time. I'm always late and rushing to the ball, so I can't maximize and use what I have, you right. know. So, yes, it's, it's a very big part of it. Um, it's, it's a good way to, to, to get better, you know, with your maturity, you're getting a little bit stronger if you can add on to that with your weight room work, you know, and in your stuff like that. Um, that's huge. Um, I definitely something that needs to be done. You know, I don't think there's very rarely are there kids that, you know, Hey, you don't need a lift. You're strong enough already. You know, I've, um, I've met one kid like that and even he needed to start lifting at, 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 right. at a certain point. You know, it's, you know. well, it's, you brought him up before LG. He, he was a very oh natural, God. unbelievable kid. I, I actually met him at a PBR event. The second one we ever did, I think he was, 14 he showed up it was you couldn't wear your spikes you had to have turf shoes he didn't have turf he had like untied jordans and ran like yep. a 6460 you know it's just the type of athlete he was oh absolutely but he still needed to get in the weight room to yep. be able to to produce and, and do well in pro ball yeah yep. he would have never had a touch of weight to be a good high school player nope <laughs> you know but for him to to sign with oklahoma and then get drafted in the 17th round that was going to come from improving his his athletic his his skill of his game and his his strength of his body and stuff so you know that was a you know everybody needs to do it you know and it's not something that should be neglected um now there's a million different things <laughs> that you that you can do then right that's where you get where you got to find somebody that you know knows what they're talking about and and trust them and um but doing kind of almost 
doing anything will, will help and it'll, it'll get you a little bit better. There are some things that can have a negative effect on you, you right. know, like Charlie touched on, you know, benching, not going past, you know, parallel and stuff like that. Um, I know like when we were at Florida, we had, when we do dumbbell bench, we lay on the ground. So you, you couldn't go past, you know, right. your elbow hit the ground and you you'd go from there, you know, stuff like that where you're trying to protect and, and avoid injuries and stuff like that. Um, that's a huge thing. Um, so you got to be on the, the right type of, of program and, you know, there's different ones for, you know, football, wrestling, basketball, baseball. You know, it's a little bit different. Um, but, I mean, for a young kid starting out, you get in that weight room, you're, you know, moving some weight around, it'll it'll be beneficial to you. Yeah, it's uh, definitely the – something's definitely better than nothing in that realm. You know, that, when I used to work, you know, for my buddy at his gym and stuff like that, that was one of the biggest things. Like, yeah. oh, you know, what, what, what program? I was looking at this, I was looking at that. Like, listen, are you doing anything right now? No, yeah. do something that's better than nothing. That's where I think this whole – stuff with driveline and j bands and all this stuff i think the biggest thing and i and i have never dove deep into that you know i kind of know what they are right and, and i couldn't explain the neuromuscular how advantage it gives you <laughs> or whatever you know i know what it is i know what it's right. meant to do um but i think if the kid believes in that driveline is going to help him well he starts doing that every day and he starts right. throwing every day and he starts well there's half over half the battle is getting him to do buy into something where he's doing so he's he's working at it every day right you know it's, it's not just all right you know it's it's march so it's baseball season i'll throw in the gym and then we go out and play and then i put my glove down until next spring you right. know or whatever it's um i think that belief in something where you're 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 doing it every day that's the biggest i mean i don't know is there a big difference if if i'm gonna I long toss twice a week or youth long toss three times a week. Oh, one's no, I think it's just that you're out there doing something that, right. that really helps and, and, and really helps you improve as a player. Yeah. Always love hearing everyone's take on that. Cause it's, it's, it's such a, probably one of the most divisive topics in baseball right now. Right. You know, and the, 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 you know, is it, you know, this arm, the, this program versus that program, this arm care style versus that arm care style, you know, taking time off to heal versus throw to grow yeah. versus, you know, you know, throwing heavy weight around in the weight room versus the, you know, the Charlie's favorite word, the functional stuff, right. the core stuff, yep. you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite topics to touch on with everybody. Right. And, and ours, it just kind of goes back to our, our area we draw from. Ours is kind of tough. We we practice once a week on Sundays in the off season. Right. I get the kids for two hours. To me, I have to prioritize the baseball Absolutely. Over the lifting. Now, Charlie has kids from a, a smaller area. He gets them, you know, two, three times a week. It's very beneficial to him because he can have them, you know, he has his own, he has his own place that right. you know, I, I'm paying rent, you know, when I <laughs> go to a place, you know, so I'm going to spend an extra two hours in there. It's going to, you know, start running out the price and stuff. Absolutely. And, but, you know, Charlie, that's awesome for him because he gets those kids in the weight room. He can lift with them. And I would love to do that. You know, I'd love to get our kids two, three times a week reality is we can get them once and some right. of the kids can't even make it then you know i got kids i'm gonna ask them on a sunday you gotta drive three and a half hours up for a two-hour practice and drive three and a half hours back right you know that's tough they can't make it all the times you know so um we try to make the best of what we can i just to me i think the let's prioritize the baseball part of it you can do the i'll give you a lifting program if you want to follow it and do it you need you should be doing i we, we talk about it all the time get your grades up get in that damn weight room right you know get your stuff done that you can handle outside of here when you're here we, we got to do the baseball yeah. you know it's it's and just kind of when i, how when I it, is here, it was the same thing you know and probably, i tried making we'll call it a functional lifting style because we weren't using actual weights right you know, I, I used anything we had laying around whether yep. it was med balls whether it was 
you know, doing a wall squat against the wall and torturing yourself or, yeah. you know, um, you know, back when, when Rick Lancelotti was here, he had this old wooden bat that had a, like a steel pipe inside oh, of it yeah. or something. Swinging and, the heavy bat. You yeah. know, like, whether it was that or whether, you know, you were doing just, you know, wrist curls with it, whatever it might be just yeah. to, just to do something. And, you know, it, you know, I, I think, you know, try, I did everything in my power to maximize the two hours I had in here because, right. you know, God, we, God, we for, try, God forbid you waste 15 minutes and now your whole practice is thrown off. Yeah, but. you know, and we try to just drive it into our kids' heads that do a little bit extra, do a little yeah. bit extra. You know, if you're a freshman in high school and you do 10 extra reps a day, by the time you graduate, you know, some against someone that didn't do it, I mean, it ends up being 10,000 reps. You're doing Absolutely. more than, you know, yeah, it's only 10 a day, but just keep adding it up, you know, and, and stuff. And, yeah, like I said, you know, where I'm, where we're based out of, we got a lot of kids from small towns. Well, they have to play football and basketball. You know, right, they play three if, sports. And if cause not, because because if you get two guys that don't, their school's shutting down their football program. <laughs> right. You know, so so they're playing all that stuff. So you know, like I said, we get them once a week on the weekends and stuff. So yeah, you know, I would love to have you know the setup Charlie has. It's it's awesome that he has that and everything. It, and it, it's it's interesting you brought up the uh, the other sports side of this because. A lot of the things that I've seen, and I've talked to, you know, when I went to a coaching conference at the Mohegan Sun last year, you know, I spent a little bit of time talking to one of the coaches who was talking about his his lifting program for his guys. You know, and obviously being a college program, he has the advantage of, hey, it's fall, let's start, let's, you know, let's, right. let's start with a throwing program, let's get in the weight room, and then, you know, during this dead time, here's your lifting program. If you don't do this, it's going to show, and yeah. then when you come back, let's get back to work and everything else. And I go, how, how do I apply that to a high school kid? Right. He goes, well, that depends. Is he playing another sport? And I'm like, well, you know, a good chunk of my guys do play football and base or football and basketball. He goes, when they play football, they don't necessarily need to be pounding it in the weight room five times a week because right. their body won't handle it. Yeah, you know. But at the same time, they're doing physical activity. They're hitting people. They're they're having that impact impact workout. Right. So eh, once or twice a week wouldn't kill them, but you know that's not even overly necessary. But once they once basketball season hits, that that they should be in the weight room again, right? You know, because it's not the same type of workout. But when they're playing football, they should be doing some more sprint type work, some plyo type work, because you know that'll help their body heal, yeah, and stuff like that. And it was it was a very interesting conversation because he basically said if you're if you know he if you have kids that are playing other sports, you don't have to worry so much about the weight room side of it as much, right? Like not not just oh you know, you're playing football, you don't have to touch a weight, yeah, you know because. You know, touching weights for football will help you too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, weirdly enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a very interesting take on the whole thing. Um, and I actually, the pitching program that I'll be rolling out with my guys in a in a week here or so, whenever I find out when that meeting is going to be, um, it, it curtails to guys that are playing current sports, right? You know, and guys that aren't. You know, and then it, it says flat out, comes come you know come the winter if you're playing a sport, better manage your time, right? Because you know a lot of our guys do play other sports, but they're hoping to play baseball in college. Right. And if you're going to play baseball in college, they don't care what else you're doing. Your ass better be in the weight room. Exactly. At, yep. You better be in class. You better be in the weight room. You better be at meetings. You better be at practice. Yep. So. And kind of speaking on that, it's kind of a different topic, but you hear all these people that say, oh, we want kids that play multiple sports. You know, and that's that's a big topic too, yep. right? Whether they should play multiple sports or when I think when you're a kid. Yeah. Yes, you should absolutely play multiple sports, right? But tell me why they keep preaching it up through high school. And why are the kids that are from the the states that have the weather and only play one <laughs> sport in Texas and Florida and California, why do they have the most draft picks then? 
because they spend more time on that specific sport. Right. Now, I will never talk, try to talk a kid out of playing soccer, football, basketball, wrestling. I, I mean, I played football and, and wrestled a whole way up through, and I played baseball um, until it was time for college. And then right. I, even in my junior year of college, I played football. But um, the to me, you got to be – it's not that you have to quit those sports, but you can't lose just lose baseball. Right. You know, I played football. Hey, Saturday mornings, me and my dad are up at the field hitting, getting our swings in. Wrestling practice, a couple, couple of times a week after wrestling practice, we would people would think we were nuts, but we would have the little wiffle ball, like the golf <laughs> wiffle balls, and he'd come up to the wrestling room, he'd throw them to me, and I'd get 20 swings in, you know, right. just doing something. But the, baseball was never far off because I knew that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, um, yeah, that's great that you play other sports, but if this is really what you want to do, you can't take six months off of baseball no because it's football and basketball you can't you can't afford to do that because we're already behind the eight ball with our weather where we can't get out there and play you know down in florida those kids play 80 games a year you know yeah. or if not more so, so those, guys, those guys play 80 games a year while you're playing football and yeah. basketball. <laughs> exactly you know, you know and then in this like during during the the, the hottest like the busiest part of our summers a lot of them a lot of those guys are taking off because it's too hot right yeah you know a lot a lot of the programs Oh, you know, we're we're in our shutdown time in July, and yeah. like everyone from Buffalo is going, "What? Yeah, <laughs> what? What do you mean a shutdown time in July? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, so. you, mean, you mean winter? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you you. I think if you really want to do baseball, you can't get too far away from it for too long. Right. I think that happens too much. Where with, with, oh, with I some, got... I think I think with some kids, yeah, you know, especially especially some of your. Let's refer to them as local boys, like guys that don't break outside of their community much. Yeah. Um, you know, the guys that haven't seen a, you know, a heavier travel schedule where you are going more regionally for tournaments than just locally. You know, when you when you look at some of these teams and it's like, oh, where, where are you playing? Oh, we're playing in Niagara Falls for two tournaments, Darien Lake for a tournament, Buffalo for a tournament, Rochester for a tournament, and then we're going to go to Diamond Nation at the end of the year. Yeah. Well, those kids probably don't see much outside of their realm. Right. But when you go and you see, I mean, you know, we we had some kids get their eyes open this year when we went down to Florida yep. for the high school. We played, they were the number 12 ranked team in the nation at the time. Their third baseman was a commit to Clemson. Their yeah. shortstop was a commit to Alabama. Their <laughs> catcher was an Auburn commit. And you're like, and these kids just just oozed the game of baseball. Yep. You know, just made it look easy. You know, catch, catcher dirts a ball on purpose to the third baseman during a throw around, and the kid just picks it and moves on like it's no big deal. Yeah. You know, and our kids are like, "He's so smooth." And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, well, what do you think this kid does twenty four seven down there? Right. Like, he... and that's another part of a thing that I have, and it's a little bit different, maybe for a coach at Lancaster, but we're you know where I'm from, it's a smaller school thing. So, the high school is in Florida. Basically, all the high schools, if you're a decent baseball program, every year you got a kid going to Division One or mm-hmm. a really good junior college down there or right. something like that. And then every three or four years, you get a kid that's going to get drafted. So the freshman comes along. He's at JV practice. It's over. He sees the kid that's committed to Clemson. He's staying after practice and getting 50 swings in. Yeah. He's getting more ground balls in. That's what I got to do. Mm-hmm. Up here, you know, down in my area, you know, you get a kid that's going to a Division One school. It's the first one that's done it, you know, in 20 years. Right. You know, they, they don't understand kind of the work that needs to be done that goes into it. And you can tell them and you can tell kids and until they see, you know, kind of someone else doing it. It doesn't have quite the same impact on them. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was 
what's one of the things I, you know, from the day I started at Lancaster, I was, you know, you think I'm tough, wait to get to college. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you think, you think our practices are hard. You think our, you know, you think our workloads a lot, yeah. wait till next year. Yeah. And every single year I get kids that come back and go, I wish I did more. Yeah. I wish I didn't complain so much. I would like, I, I, I wish I worked harder. I wish I would have listened a little bit more. Right. Like, you know, just easy stuff like that. It's, you know, it's a different world out there, you know, and it's just not something you necessarily understand until right. you see it. Right. You know, it, you know, it, you know we, do, we don't know what we don't know until we find out. You right. Know? Yep. And, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting to see kids, you know, come back and go, I thought you were tough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All right. you know, I look back, go to coach, you were pretty easy on us. Like, hmm, really? I don't remember that being the tone last year. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, well, we are, uh, we're just over the 45 minute mark here. Um, anything else you want to cover? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I think we, <laughs> you know, hit quite a few topics and stuff. Sure did. Um, but yeah, these, these, these are, these are my favorite episodes. Like the, the one that I did with Charlie last week, this one where we just kind of talk and see where it goes. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, any, anybody want to give a shout out to any, any, you know, pl- plug the program a little bit, any. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I kind of touched on a little bit before, you know, like I said, in the, since 2013 was our first like kind of kids high school class we've had 74 kids commit now 68 of those have come from the 2016 class on you know we had a one in 13 i think two in the 14 class right. the three and you know we were just kind of getting started so like i said we, you know, we're we, we do a pretty good job of of helping our kids get seen and getting them to go play places um now like this year we have i think it's eight kids that have played for us that are at canisius i think there's like seven or eight more at st bonaventure so 20% of those two division one rosters are kids that have played for us, you know, right. so we have good kids and, but we still have just as many kids, you know, at junior colleges or division three schools that are good players. You know, yeah. Alan Murphy played for us really good. He's all American at St. John's Fisher, you know, just a kid that talk about the kid that would work hard and put the time in and it was into the game. You know, that was him, you know, yeah. and, and it just, he's, he's really exploded and um, probably a potential draft pick this year as a senior, you know, or a senior sign out of, out of St. John's Fisher, you know, so right. we got kids kind of all over this this area and down in Pennsylvania. We get, and we get a lot of our our kids from there and um, try to get them seen and out there and everything. So, you know, we're we 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 think we you know we don't have the fanciest uniforms or anything <laughs> like that. You know, we kind of try to keep our costs down. You know, yeah, pretty absolutely. pretty reasonable in our area and and try to give a good product for it and you know. We believe in a lot of you know, there's no no gimmicks or anything. We work hard and try to teach the kids, you know, the game and stuff a little yeah. bit. And um, we focus a lot. Like in the winter, we'll focus on. I want to get you better as an individual. I want to get right. your swing a little bit better. I want to get your ground balls. You're throwing a little bit better. Now when we're playing in the summer, all right. Now we talk about game situations a little bit yeah. more, you know, and stuff like that. Just seems like it's kind of the best way for us to do it. So um, Easy, easiest way to learn learn, you know in-game stuff is in-game exactly you know can't, can't really replicate a lot of that in practice no matter yeah. how hard we try out yeah here. you know until, so. until somebody builds a turf dome which by the way anybody who wants to build a turf dome yeah. i will take an office to shoot this podcast that'd be great <laughs> um yeah. so um you know and my uncle he's he's a, a college coach for a long time and he had a sign in his office that said uh this is the same for playing too but it said Good coaching comes from experience. Experience comes from bad coaching. You know, you you learn through your mistakes and your failures and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, and, and you know, and help. That's why we get out there and play. You know, and try to put it into practice what we've been talking about and try to get a little bit better at it. Um, but 
Yeah, so, you know, we we got our teams down, you know, out of, we're based, like I said, we're based out of Olean, but we got kids from, we've had some kids from Lancaster yep. that played for us, we've had some kids from Depew that played for us, so getting some, you know, some kids from the Buffalo area and stuff, and, you know, it's just kind of, you, you got to find the right fit for you, you know, there's, yeah, without there's plenty of good programs up here, you know, we think that we're a pretty good program too, yeah. and, um, you know, we'll put our stuff on, on the line with anybody, we're not afraid to compete one bit, um, but, you know, you, if you're out there and you're you're working hard and you're doing it, you'll get better. We'd like to think we can maybe help a little bit in the right. process. So, absolutely. Well, if uh, if speaking of jerseys, uh, I recommend checking out Stinger Sports. You know, as my my buddy Brandon, he runs it. I'm actually looking into doing the. Can't say this too loud right now because I don't want to get don't want to get you know, <laughs> harassed from you know my my longtime friends over here. But uh, yeah. the you know they're they're Jerseys are reasonably priced. Hats, whole nine yards. They do player right. packs. And check it out. They're they're cool. Yep. You know, give it a look. Let me know what you think. Um, you know, I can give you a discount code if you want to check out even just a pair of batting gloves just to see what they're like and yeah. you know give your kids a, a chance to get you know quality stuff for not as not as uh, not as expensive. You know, I buy yeah. I, I swing the the, the Marucci AP fives until I bought the same model from them for right well cheaper and they're a better bat to be honest with you. But yeah. uh, so I got two things. I got my jerseys come from she's basically like my second mom so if i ever thought about it, she would smack the fair enough out of i me. understand that you know she's a wrestling mom she would kick my you know what and the bats um we use a company from that's called bwp down in okay. brookville pennsylvania I've, I've heard of them um my dad when he was scouting was really close with the guy that owned it and the guy who runs it now my dad actually signed oh, out of high school he played go. 13 years of pro ball and stuff so nice we got our kind of our connection with you know same kind of the same thing where yeah it's a absolutely. lot cheaper but it's just as good as marucci and, yeah you know all that without stuff, question so, um and see that and that's what we do i, I love i love plugging my people let yeah. other people plug their people it's right. great so. uh my last plug is i gotta throw a shout out thank you to uh rich wozniak and the athlete factory and aces baseball here for letting me climb into his little cubicle area meeting area here to shoot this today um you know thanks to everybody for tuning in don't forget to subscribe uh be it on spotify itunes or through the podbean app um this thing has taken off in the last couple weeks i'm up to like five or six hundred downloads over 14 states i don't know how that happened (laughs) but it's pretty cool so you know and I'm, i'm you know Feel free to share it on every form of social media you guys have. Right. You know, share it with your players, tell their families to subscribe, share it and everything else. And, yeah. you know, I'd love to have you back on the show. And, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. it, was, it was a pleasure having you, man. It was a good talk. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me and, and do this and all. let us kind of get our, our name out there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, without um, question. That's why, that's why we're here, man. It's all, right. it's all this, this entire thing is about making baseball in the Western New York area better. Right. You know, and it's, I've, I've done a lot of talk with, uh, with programs like I'm, I'm trying to hammer out one or two others but i want to start getting high school coaches on here other than myself of course right um you know guys that want to come on and talk in any way shape or form and weirdly i actually had a coach tell me he was super interested in the idea of doing a local western new york coaches conference which i thought was really cool too so i mean it's, it's growing and it, it's because of guys like you right you know guys that want to be on i mean as soon as i put the episode out last week you you got a hold of me and said i want to be on this yeah. like Hell yeah, man! Let's go. Yeah, I couldn't like let Charlie one up me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean that's that, that's why I'm here, and I'm I'm glad you came out. I'm glad you reached out. You know, and anybody who's at who's still listening at this point, feel free to reach out to me. Like I said, I got you know I still got 40 people that I want to try to get on, but you know it's all about making it work schedule wise. I appreciate you driving up here to do this with me. Right. Um, and like I said, anybody else out there that wants to be on this, 
you know, contact me through my Twitter, the tip of the cap, Twitter, Facebook, no matter how you want to get a hold of me and we'll figure it out. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping to get Dan Savit on here soon. Uh, I got a couple of the guys, you know, I want to talk to a couple of the guys from here other than, other than Austin, who's a longtime friend. Uh, I'm trying to get Rick Lance Lottie on here cause he's been around the game for 9 million years. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to get every, anybody and everybody I can. So, you know, like I said, I appreciate you coming out and, you know, appreciate you helping me build, build for the cause. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. I love what you're doing. Um, you know, there's, there's good players in this area <laughs> very good players, you know, and stuff. And, if we can make the game a, a little bit better through a podcast, and let's do it. Hey, you know, <laughs> it's all about getting the word out there, right? right? Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you.